Thanks to ZBiotics for supporting the Daily Beans. ZBiotics engineered a pre-alcohol probiotic. Go to zbiotics.com/dailybeans to get 15% off your first order when you use code DAILYBEANS at checkout. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. Today, David Pecker appears before the grand jury in Manhattan for a second time. Six are dead after yet another mass shooting in America, this time at an elementary school in Nashville. January 6th organizer Amy Kremer's organization is stripped of its tax-exempt status by the IRS, and an ex-Tucker Carlson producer files new claims that Fox News lawyers coached her testimony in the Dominion lawsuit. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Welcome back, Dana. Thank you. It's good to be back. If my voice sounds a little strange, I apologize. I'm either dealing with allergies from the wind or maybe Dana's got a cold. Who knows? But just just so you know, that's why my voice sounds a little more deep and sultry than normal. Oh, well, thank you for explaining that. (laughs) I'm so sorry that you're that you're dealing with that. Thanks, sweetheart. I actually had a great weekend, though. So I had two galas. That's probably part of the reason I got a little bit sick is I haven't had much time to rest, but raised a lot of money for the human rights campaign. And I hosted Mm -hmm. JQ International uh, Impact Awards um, for the Jewish LGBTQI plus community, the intersectionality between the two. And it was a beautiful afternoon. And uh, and then I got to play with some of my favorite U.S. women's national team players and went to the soccer game to watch uh, Angel City play Gotham, uh, New York's team, New Jersey's team. So it was a great weekend, but I'm definitely feeling it. So I sort of brought this on, maybe. Uh, yeah. And and I'm that's so amazing to hear, you know, those wonderful galas that you were at. We need some good news today yeah. like that because of you know, what's happening now in Nashville. Um, it's, it's, I just, it's heartbreaking. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give you a trigger warning as we get to the story, but just know when I hit that story, I'm going to, I may not be able to keep it together, but I'm going to do the best thing I can. Yeah. It has to stop. Um, it just has to stop. Uh, so thank you for coming back. I missed you, my friend. And, I missed you. Um, we, we do have a lot of news as we sit here. Nothing happening in the Manhattan Grand Jury so far as we know. But as you know, we understand that if there are indictments, they are filed under seal. And uh, we would only hear about it from Trump or at arraignment when those indictments or charges are unsealed if the Manhattan DA decides to charge this case. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. So back in April of 2018, Dana, that's five years ago. Oh my God. (laughs) How did that even happen? Five years? Five years. I tweeted, quote, the recorded calls seized from Michael Cohen are conversations with Keith Davidson, a lawyer who represented several women that were paid off by men that Cohen represented. I think Cohen and Davidson have a pretty slick racket. And now there are tapes, unquote. Now, Cohen, Davidson and Pecker all conspired to catch and kill and pay hush money to multiple women, including Stormy Daniels, Karen McDougal, and Elliot Broidy's $1.6 million hush money payment to Shara Bouchard to silence her, she's a former Playboy model, about her abortion and affair with Elliot Broidy. And today, from the Times, testified, uh, this is a, a new thing, this is David Pecker, testified on Monday before the Manhattan Grand Jury, hearing the evidence 
about Donald J. Trump's role in the hush money payment to Stormy Daniels, according to people with knowledge. The publisher, David Pecker, right? You've selected Pecker. Pecker just keeps popping up. He does. He's a leaky Pecker. He also testified in January, soon after the grand jury was impaneled by the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. The grand jury has heard from at least nine witnesses. That brings me back to Ferris Bueller's day off nine times, including Mr. Pecker, who's gone in twice and is expected. They are the grand jury is expected to vote on an indictment soon. That is per sources. Now, Mr. Pecker, who was seen leaving the building where the grand jury sits at about 3.30 Monday afternoon, was a key player in the Hush Money episode. He and the tabloid's top editor helped broker a deal between the porn star Stormy Daniels, Michael Cohen, to, you know, to hush her up. And ever since Trump predicted his arrest last Tuesday, all eyes have turned to the grand jury, which operates in secret. Pecker left with over an hour for the grand jury to meet. It's unclear at this time, as we record this on Monday afternoon, whether the grand jury voted on whether to indict today or whether they'll vote Wednesday or sometime after that. I will keep you posted as I know more. Thank you so much, A.G. And this is the story I was telling everyone about. So please, here's a trigger warning. Oh, man. An armed 28-year-old woman fatally shot three students and three adults at a private Christian school in Nashville before she was shot and killed by police. This is from authorities. This is the deadliest school shooting in nearly a year. Now, the shooter, who was not identified, entered the Covenant School via a side door and was armed with at least two assault-style rifles and a handgun. This is from Metro Nashville Police spokesperson Don Aaron. She fired multiple shots on the first and second floors of the school. Five-member team of police, they heard the gunfire, went to the second floor, and fatally shot the woman. This is from Aaron again. Now, the first call about the shooting came in at about 10.13 a.m., and the shooter was dead 14 minutes later. Police initially said the shooter appeared to be in her teens, but later said she was a 28-year-old white woman who lives in Nashville. Police Chief John Drake, who um, said his initial findings showed... She was at one point a student at that exact school. A vehicle was located nearby and gave clues as to the suspect's identity. Now, the Nashville Fire Department tried to provide life-saving efforts to those who viable signs of life and transported three children along with two adults from the scene. This is from fire spokesperson Kendra Loney. None of those people survived. One police officer who responded to the scene was wounded from cut glass. The incident is the 19th shooting at a school or university so far this year, this year, God. in which at least one person was wounded. And this is according to CNN's tally. Now, last week, two faculty members were shot and wounded by a student at a high school in Denver, and the student was later found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. With six victims, Monday's attack is the deadliest school shooting since the heinous attack at Uvalde, Texas, last May that left 21 people dead. Nashville Mayor John Cooper offered his condolences in a statement, and I quote, In a tragic morning, Nashville joined the dreaded, long list of communities to experience a school shooting. My heart goes out to the families of the victims. Our entire city stands with you. As facts continue to emerge, I thank our first responders and medical professionals. Now, President Joe Biden said in a news conference the shooting was sick and heartbreaking and urged Congress to take further action on gun safety legislation. Went on to say, we have to do more to stop gun violence. It's ripping our communities apart, ripping the soul of this nation, ripping at the very soul of the nation, he said. And we have to do more to protect our schools so they aren't turned into prisons. And White House Secretary, the Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, also called on lawmakers to pass laws addressing gun safety. 
She said how many more children have to be murdered before Republicans in Congress will step up and act to pass the assault weapons ban to close loopholes in our background check system or to require the safe storage of guns. We need to do something, she said. And if you look at the gun laws, the state of Tennessee, there are almost none. Yeah, there really, there, there really aren't. So you can't dress in clothing opposite of the gender that you are born into. But you can certainly uh, obtain these weapons. Yeah. And I, I want to quote Charlotte Clymer here, who has said on Twitter, there have been 130 mass shootings in the U.S. this year, including the one today in Nashville. There were 646 mass shootings in the U.S. last year and 690 in 2021. Right wing extremists want me to care about whether or not today's mass shooter is transgender. And yet, just like the previous 1,465 mass shootings since January of 2021, none of them perpetrated by a trans person. All I care about are the families grieving, the loved ones taken from them in preventable massacres, and how those murderers were able to gain access to weapons. That's all. So, when, you know, she, I think she says what is in my heart. Yeah. Thank you, AG, for that. Next up. And this is from Nancy Levine, a friend of mine over at Rant, R-A-N-T-T. A spokesperson for the IRS confirmed to Rant Media in a phone conversation today that the tax-exempt status of Women for America First has been revoked as posted on the IRS public website on February 15th. Women for America First, headed by Amy Kremer, hosted Trump's January 6th rally that preceded the attack on the Capitol. The IRS spokesperson confirmed that, by statute, the tax-exempt status was auto-revoked due to non-filing returns for three consecutive years. He added that, in general, non-filing may be inadvertent or may be otherwise. He said there is a process that organizations can follow in order to pursue reinstatement, and there's no indication that Women for America First has applied for reinstatement. Seems like the purpose was served, you know? It's not clear how funds donated to Women for America First were allocated, nor what action, if any, the IRS may take to investigate prior donations. The Washington Post had reported that the public's heiress, Julie Fancelli, donated $300,000 to Emmy Kremer's thing, that the, you know, the 501c4, in advance of January 6th. The IRS told Rant Media previously that it does not comment on potential investigations or specific organizations. Separately, the FEC has fined Amy Kremer for more than $83,000 for non-filing of her PAC Women Vote Smart. A portion of those fines, all of which are still unpaid, have been referred to the U.S. Treasury for collections and enforcement, as first reported also by Rant Media. Back in 2021, Senator Ron Wyden, ranking member and soon-to-be chair of the Senate Finance Committee, called on the IRS Commissioner Charles Reddick, who, by the way, was installed by Trump and makes money off Trump's properties, called on him to investigate tax-exempt groups that helped organize the January 6th rally that led to the insurrection. Women for America First classified by the IRS as a tax-exempt 501c4 social welfare organization was the permit holder for a First Amendment rally on January 6th at the Ellipse, anticipating 30,000 participants in a March for Trump. Last year, Nancy Levine wrote an expose for Rant Media about Women for America First founder Amy Kremer, her Tea Party history, and her Women Vote Smart Pack. And at the time, an attorney told her about her nonprofit. Quote, the website content raises serious questions about what this organization is doing. The IRS should look at this and decide to audit. And the Federal Elections Commission had issued a warning letter to Kremer as treasurer of the pack with a notice of failure to file. So that's what's happening. 
Thank you, A.G. And last in this segment, the former Tucker Carlson producer who sued Fox News last week, alleging she was pressured into giving misleading testimony about the network's coverage of supposed election fraud. Well, she has filed new allegations about coercive coaching by Fox lawyers, bias and unprofessional behavior. What? At Fox News by staff members and retaliation by the network. Now, in papers filed Monday morning, Abby Grossberg seeks to correct the September 14th deposition she gave about the network's coverage of Dominion voting systems, which she said was tainted by pressure from Fox lawyers. She alleges she was not able to see a transcript of her testimony before it was made part of the record, even though she requested a chance to see it six times, while male colleagues were allowed to see their transcripts. Not surprising. She says she was able to review and correct it only more than five months later, and she retained her own attorneys. This is a quote, based on what I understood and took away from the deposition preparation sessions I had with Fox's legal team, which were coercive and intimidating. This is Ghostberg said in an unredacted errata sheet filed in Delaware. I felt that I had to do everything possible to avoid becoming the star witness for Dominion, or else I would be seriously jeopardizing my career at Fox News and we subjected to worse terms and conditions of employment than male employees as I understood it. Hmm. Yeah. Amended complaints Grossberg filed Monday morning in Delaware and New York add claims against Fox News for retaliation and discrimination and provide more details about the alleged actions by Fox lawyers during the deposition prep. Grossberg says in the amended New York complaint that the lawyers wanted her to downplay the importance of ratings and decision-making at Fox, and that she felt, quote, pressure to respond with a generic, I do not recall, whenever she had the opportunity, even if she, in fact, did have a recollection, albeit perhaps not a perfect one, end quote. The amended New York complaint also says Fox attorneys would repeatedly say to Grossberg, who really can, does recall anything, thereby <laughs> fraudulently inducing her to deny facts she knew exist. Yeah. She says the attorneys also intimated that she should not reveal how she was unable to read and re- react to all the email warnings Dominion had sent to Fox News because of inadequate staffing and lack of resources. She says she was instead supposed to indicate that nothing fell through the cracks at Fox News. (laughs) Grossberg sued Fox News in Delaware and New York on March 20th. Fox fired her Friday, alleging she acted contrary to express instructions of the company, which I guess was to fly through her fucking teeth, by disclosing alleged privileged information in Dominion's $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit against Fox News. Privileged information? Like evidence? Uh, yeah, that would sounds <laughs> like it. Grossberg alleges in the amended complaints that her firing was definitely retaliation for taking legal action. And we don't oh, yeah. know the truth, but it sure the fuck looks like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So uh, that's really interested in these amended filings. If the Dominion and Smartmatic suits don't take down Fox News, I don't know that anything will. I know. And I hope it happens. Yeah, me too. All right, everybody, we're going to be right back with the good news. If you have good news to send to us, you can do it at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right Hey, everybody, as you know, I have several bottles of champagne chilling for when and if indictments come down against the former guy. But these days at my age, waking up the next morning after having a couple celebratory cocktails isn't the best feeling in the world. That is why I started taking Z-Biotics. And now I don't have to worry about how I'm going to feel the next morning. That's because Z-Biotics is just absolutely amazing. It is a pre-alcohol probiotic. It's the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. 
was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. And here's how it works. When you drink, see, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It is this byproduct, not dehydration, that is to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics introduces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut where you need it the most. Just remember to drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol. Please drink responsibly and then get a good night's sleep to feel your best the next day. I first tried Zbiotics a couple months ago. I had a busy weekend planned, wanted to have some cocktails with the girls. So I didn't think I'd be able to go out with my friends that Friday night because I had to get up early Saturday, but someone suggested Zbiotics and I took it and we had a lot of fun. And when I woke up the next morning, I felt great. I was all ready for the day, just like my friends told me I would be. It was amazing. So give Zbiotics a try for yourself. Go to zbiotics.com slash dailybeans, get 15% off your first order. When you use code dailybeans, all one word at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. That's Zbiotics, Z-B-I-O-T-I-C-S dot com slash dailybeans and use code dailybeans. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, a shout out to a loved one, shit kids say, what the mutt, an adoptable pet in your area, a frog orgy, baby pictures, cats sitting in masking tape squares on the floor, whatever you have for us, you can send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. I love the good news. I really, I'm, I'm glad you're back. It, oh, me too. We need, I needed this. Yes. So here we go. First up from Margaret C. Pronouns she and her. A confession. When Allison plays the Hot Notes segue music of Donna Summer's tune Hot Stuff, I sing along, adding the old folks version. Gonna get some hot milk, baby, this evening. Gonna get some hot milk, baby, tonight. <laughs> Makes me chuckle every time. <laughs> I love a glass of warm milk at bedtime. I really do. Oh my God, so cute. All right, this is from Anonymous, pronouns he, him. Hi, ladies of the Leguminati. Hope you're doing well. Perhaps you'll be able to break in the indictments only Twitter account this week. Yep, <laughs> indictments only Twitter is what AG's running. So just know when indictments come out, that's where to go. My good news is that I got to see They Might Be Giants on Saturday night. I had their flood album when I was in middle school in the early 90s. And I knew some of their other songs from Riff Tracks, live shows, but had never seen them live. What a fun show. What made it extra cool for me personally is that they played it in old movie theater that my great grand uncle owned back in 1930s and 40s. Thanks for the suggestion and I'll echo your endorsement. If you enjoy their music and get a chance to see them, do it. For pet tax, here's a picture of my calico kitty curled up in my lap. Oh, look at that beautiful girl. Aww. And we know it's a girl, Dana. Why? We know that's a girl because she's calm and asleep. <laughs> why is, why do we know that's a girl? <laughs> because it's a calico. Really? All, All calicos, calicos are, are girls? Female. Yes, ma'am. Oh. Right. So you learned a cat fact today. Oh, and look, there's a picture of my babies. They might be giants up on stage doing their thing. How awesome. I get to see them here in a, in a, a couple weeks and I'm very excited. I wonder if they have their confetti cannon this time. Always a good show. All right, I'm going to grab the next couple here because they're pretty short. Uh, first up from Chris H., no pronouns. Riddle is one of my boys. He chooses round and square. 
if he fits, he sits. Oh my God, look at this naked kitty. I love, okay. I know people don't necessarily like the Sphinx. I think they're fascinating and I want to touch their skin and I'm not Mm -hmm. allergic to them like I am today. I want to rub their wrinkles. Yes. They are so cute. Thank you for that. And from Janet. We love to test indestructible dog toys on our Bubba. It's the canine equivalent of hold my beer. It gets a little expensive, but he loves shredding stuffies so much we can't resist. This one lasted about two minutes. Bonus, what the mutt? We just did DNA and got the results back. Okay, it's pity for sure, right? I would think so. I mean, okay. And I love how they wrote the time on this, how long it Boxer? I think it looks maybe a boxer snout. A little bit longer than a pity. Yeah. It's kind of got that square snout sitch going yep, on. Yep, yep. Um, chow chow, right? And then um, I'm gonna say, let's see, some sort of uh, uh, one of the ones that look a little bit like tigers. Their skin, I mean, their their coat. Uh, I don't know the Rhodesian Ridgeback. Are you thinking? I have no idea at this point. Maybe there's some or, sort of a shepherd, an Australian shepherd. In there. Yeah, <laughs> I see shepherd. I because of the ears, right? Yeah. All right, let's see what we got here. 15 breeds. Oh, Bubba. man. Okay. Staffy, Pitbull, Roddy. Nice. Are the main ones here. Oh, okay. I can see that. I can. That's so the boxer snout was actually a Roddy snout. That, so that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. All right. All right. What do we got next? All right. This is from Katari, pronouns she and her. Hey, Beans champions. Good news. <laughs> I'm finally a patron and can see the photos I've been hearing so much about. I'm here to share photos of my charming mutt. Um, goose. He's our sweet, strong tripod. Oh, I, I love, love tripods. Me too. God, they're fast. Who came to New York from a kill shelter in North Carolina and stole our hearts on my husband's side of the bed. We <laughs> haven't done a DNA test, but I wonder if you can guess if the getches, excuse me, if the get, okay, whatever. <laughs> if your guess will match ours. Our what the mutt guess? Pity, black lab, and goat. <laughs> Here's yeah. Goose with the neighborhood art uh, house chickens and goose in our yard with the only real snow Brooklyn has got this year. Thank you so much for the work you do. Oh my goodness, look at the paws. Oh, look at this baby. Huh? Yes. Yeah, pity Roddy. This looks like kind of like the other dog, I'll be honest with you. So there's probably Staffy in there. But this is a Rottweiler forward dog, you know? Yeah. So very, very cute, though. And look at chickens. I mean, anytime there's chickens, chickens instantly improve any oh my situation. God. So, so good. I used to, when I would see movies back in, when I was like high school and college, if the movie had chickens in it, it automatically got an additional star from me. <laughs> I remember uh, Joelle and I were seeing Ever After with uh, Angelica Houston and Drew Barrymore, the Cinderella story in the theater. And when she threw a chicken at the prince, I was like, well, that's it. This is now an excellent movie. So next up from Sharon in Manchester, pronouns she and her. Oh, my God. So excited to hear my frog orgy on the good news yesterday. Realized these two pics didn't upload of my other adorable floofs, past and present. So here's my furry Nini Bengal angel oh, in goodness. heaven, in heaven. And Tinker, uh-huh. my my part-time polydactyl frog botherer, Tiger. Check out the size of those paws. First of all, the face. I know. What a beautiful um, face. Is amazing. And then let's see. He's just like, Muh. I love when cats make that face. And then look at the thumbs. Look at the thumbs on this one. Oh my goodness, got, so, so he's cute. He's got thumbs. He he's does, got, indeed. He's, he's got oven mitts for paws. Cute. 
All right. This is from Anonymous, pronouns he and him. I'm a senior leader at a major semiconductor manufacturer here in the U.S., and I'm a member of our Out and Ally Leadership Council. I recently brought a few of the very concerning anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ plus pieces of legislation to the attention of the council and was subsequently asked to put together a presentation for executive leadership. This is especially important to our family as we have gay, trans, and bisexual children and currently live in Texas, or as we call it, Satan's ass crack. (laughs) (laughs) My, My wife, an avid supporter and listener of your show, found the spreadsheet linked in your show for tracking such legislation. Thank you, AG, for putting that in. That spreadsheet was, without question, the best resource I found anywhere and was a massive help. Our council is hoping to push our company's executive leadership to adopt new resolutions to support affected employees and make public statements and commitments against states considering such legislation. I just wanted to say thank you for all the effort you have all put into this and your support of this community. Hopefully, I can follow this up in a few weeks or months with good news on the actions my company is taking to support all members of the LGBTQ plus community and their families. P.S. I'm also an avid supporter and listener of your show, but I owe that to my awesome wife, as well as the suggestions to submit this good news. I'll keep an ear out for a new, quote, best spouse in the universe category, you know, just in case you need the number one entry. <laughs> what a good looking crew and fun. Oh, my God. Amazing. That is so cool. I'm glad that that spreadsheet is coming in handy. I can't wait to hear what comes from it comes out of your your presentation on this. That's so, so cool. Good. And this is a major semiconductor manufacturer in the U.S. getting a lot of work right now because of the Inflation Reduction Act and the Infrastructure Act. So absolutely wonderful. And the CHIPS Act, right? Everything. Uh, I don't know if they have anything to do with that, but still very, very cool and very impressive. Congratulations on that. I look forward to it. I, and I also would like to see that if you, you know, if you have a slide deck or something, I'd love to take a look. Yeah. So thanks to everybody. Um, I haven't put together, I haven't put together a PowerPoint slide deck since 2018. I'm not even sure I'd know how to at this point. <laughs> when I was working for the government. Oh, those were the days. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for sending in your good news. Uh, everybody right now, send your positive healing vibes to Dana so that her voice gets better. And Thank she, you. I, do you feel okay? Oh, no, I feel awful. Um, I, I have to fly on Thursday to Florida because I have a gig for the Child Rescue Coalition, which I know is on the radar of a lot of our Beans listeners now. And yeah. then I'll be going directly to Europe for a riverboat with Olivia Travel. So I've got a lot of work coming up and I've got one more day with y'all, Beans, and then I'm going to be gone for two weeks. Not happy about it, but Dana's got to go make some money, pay some bills and do some good things. So I'm going to really enjoy the next day with you all. And then I will be back in your ears before you know it. Yes. And that being said, the Beans is going to take a break the first week of May, May 1st through May 5th. I'm going to be in DC. There will be a patron meetup. So if you want to you know, get the inside scoopies on that. Make sure to uh, sign up for, you know, patronage. All the things that you need to sign up for. We appreciate you. All right. Seriously, love you. And love everyone else. I love everyone the same. (laughs) We do. We love everyone the same. I love everyone the same. Patrons, you make this shit happen. Thank you. Uh, But uh, honestly, just to have listeners is one of the coolest things in the world in this community. As evidenced, Day in and day out by the amazing good news is just truly one of the best things. So thank you. Uh, All right. We'll be back tomorrow. So you don't want to miss it. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. And take everyone with you. I've been H.E. And I've been D.G. And them's the beans. 
The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill, with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane, with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis' first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.